You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Testing. Test. Testing. Yeah, we were right. We were really loud earlier. Yeah, we were. Testing. Test. 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 Who's ever the owner of the white sedan? You left your lights <laughs> on. Welcome to Thoughts for Your Thoughts. My name is Derry Marbles. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Hashtag raise hail, praise Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? Derek, we're drinking beer. We got... Uh, we're drinking what? We're drinking beer. We're drinking what? Beer. What? I know. All right, that's enough. It's wild. I know, dude. We're drinking beer. So, Mike comes over. We're drinking beer so we don't have our typical Glencairn glasses with us. I have this short little southern tier glass where I'm like, all right, you know, I'll support local business. Get a, a short little glass on because we're only going to split this one. And then you're like, bam, how's this two-foot glass look? I'm like, well, I'm not going to look like a peasant, so uh, I got this uh, Peroni glass here. We're just going for it. Yeah, my glass is from Germany, so I'm representing the outstanding endeavors that I went through on a course for the Army that I was basically voluntold to go on. It was a pre-master gunner course. I stopped at the PX on post in Germany. Found this glass for less than three dollars and brought it home. Damn! So I'm stoked. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a nice little. It's basically a Stein, just elongated. An so, elongated Stein. An elongated Stein, and it's got <clears throat> Konig Ludwig Wiesbia on it. You can get so, Dwight Schrute to pronounce that. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we're rocking new coasters. We sure are. The amazingly creative Queen City Creative Works made us some coasters where there is uh, our logo burned on a small piece of wood. I will post it on our Instagram so everyone can see it up close and understand. It's just so cool what they can do. Not only are they doing logos and t-shirts and everything, which our t-shirts are going to be releasing soon, which are sick. Real soon. Real soon. Uh, but they also do coasters, and they're actually going to be burning a logo in the table that we have here. And they gave well. us ornaments this year. Yes. So, which is a great Christmas gift, unexpected. Yeah. They're very creative, as their name says. They uh, sure are. <laughs> do screen printing, and then all like the CNC stuff, too. Laser engraving, regular engraving. Um, they're very, very good. So, shout out to them. If you ever need anything done, go over to Queen City Creative Works and hit Nick and Lisa up, because they're, they're great at what they do. For sure. So what do we got here, Mike? We got beer, but what kind of beer? Yeah, we got... It's not PBR, I'll tell you that. Definitely not PBR. It's a little bit better. A little bit. But it's the Briar Bros. Briar Bros. Briar Bros. So the Briar Brothers Brewery, which... BBB, not to be confused with the Better Business Bureau. That, and the Bs are both capitalized because it's not one word. It is one word. Well, it's one word, but it's signifying two separate things. Right. So... We have an interview with them, and that's going to be actually that released this yes. past Friday. So that was a sweet interview, and it's basically two brothers from West Seneca that fell in love with beer 
and it was a prolonged Christmas gift idea from one brother to the other. They tried it, fell in love. Now they make 35 beers, right? Mm -hmm. And they have been in business for about two years. Yeah. And they're hilarious. They're great dudes. Yeah. So one of them specifically handles the creation and like making and brewing of the beers. And the other one handles more of the financial and supplier relations and all that stuff. Operations. Operations, they call it. Um, but yeah, very, very cool dudes. They grew up on Briar, Briarwood, Briarwood in West Seneca. So they're the Briar brothers, which we always like stories. So glad that they actually had a reasoning for calling themselves Briar brothers. Yep. But they make, so they have 35 beers that they've made. They don't have 35 beers in stock. So what they do is, and if you go back and listen to the interview, they create these beers, but since they're not officially licensed by the state of New York, they can't sell them. So they have the beers that they're able to give to friends and family, just as like, a, hey, I made this beer. I can't sell it to you, but here it is. Uh, and their goal, obviously, is to get enough people interested into their company. They can buy T-shirts and buy other apparel so they can make money enough to go buy a building downtown and then start officially selling their beer uh, legitimately. Right. Because right now they're not really making a ton of money on it. So if they, if you guys are interested in any of these beers, we can talk about the one that we have right now, but... If you are interested, you can go follow their Instagram at Briar Brothers Brewing. Send them a DM. Ask what they have brewing right now. They're more than happy to respond within like a couple of minutes because they're very passionate about what they do. Absolutely. They're also super cool and down to earth. Oh, yeah. They're total bros. And they're just two dudes wearing cutoffs, making beer, (laughs) having a riot. And that's what it's all about. So I definitely am all in on their products. Yeah. So it's exciting. So we have their... I don't want to butcher their name because this is not their the name of their products. Diff, it, it's different between product and product, but at the same time, they're all hilarious yeah. or full of puns. So I'll let you state what we have. Yeah. So the regular stout series, we had two of them while we were there: a milkshake stout and another stout. If you want to listen to more of that, go listen to the interview that we had. We had four total. Mm-hmm. Mike decided to combine the last two into one, so he kind of had three. But uh, we had four They total. looked the same. <laughs> they looked the same. And I was still distracted after the yeah. first milkshake stout yeah. because all the boys were in the backyard, <laughs> and I got real confused. Dear Lord. Uh, but all their stouts have a, um oxymoron name to them. So the one is like public secret. Uh, they just, they're all oxymorons, which is sweet. Just like a, a cool way to come up with the names for beers. Yeah, I called it a pun because I'm an idiot, but yeah, it's really it's an oxymoron. It's whatever. It's fine. Everyone knew what you were talking about. Not really. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so the one that we have today, they call it the Phantom IPA. It's an experimental New England IPA series. So they're they're making this um, using Columbus, Vicks, Secret, and Simcoe hops. So blending three different types of hops into this beer. But what's interesting about their beer is... And across all of their four that we've tried, they have the carbonation on point. Like, all the carbonation will hit you very, very, very briefly in the first initial sip. And then from there on out, it's just smooth sailing. It is so good. And their IPAs aren't too hoppy to where if you don't like hops, you won't like it. Mm -hmm. I'm an IPA fan. Once you get into the double IPAs and triple IPAs, that's where I draw the line. But this one is such a mild IPA. It's just, I can drink this every single day. Yeah, it's well known that I'm not too much of a beer guy, but I can actually enjoy most of their products. So far, we've tried five. Yeah. And I haven't really had too many complaints, if any at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a beer guy. They're just really smooth, delicious. They're not filling. You don't feel like garbage after you drink Mm -hmm. them. And they're, tell you what, man, after a hard day of work, Right. Oh yeah. They're they're stouts. Normally stouts get quite a lot of criticism because you feel very bloated after. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like stouts, that's prob- probably your primary reason for not liking them. Is yeah. Because you just feel bloated and sick and you can only have one. These stouts were so light, which threw me through a loop when we were drinking them. And what are they full of, Derek? 
What's their other main ingredient in their stouts? Coffee. That's what I'm talking Dude, about. So yeah, I was just downing them. Yeah, you were. As soon as he having... told me that there's coffee in that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'll have more. Then he specified what kind of coffee, and you just looked at me. You're yeah. like, do we have to leave? And then I passed out for five minutes, and then came back to reality. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. They're they're awesome guys. So definitely, if you're interested in beer, uh, we wanted to get not away from whiskey because whiskey will always have a place in each episode for us. But we want to start highlighting different types of small businesses to give everybody a chance at, one, being featured on our podcast, and two, having someone in our audience relate to something different that we've done. If we stick to whiskeys, we'll have our followers, and that'll be great. But the beer fans won't be involved, and everybody else won't be involved. So we kind of want to switch it up a little bit. So expect to see some of these in the future. Yeah, it goes with our mission statement. We're trying to bring publicity and awareness two Buffalo businesses to help build Buffalo. So we can't just stick to whiskey. There's other businesses involved, which you'll start to see in 2020 us branching out and getting more into different businesses and all the such alike. So, Oh yeah. And then for this week, we have to continue with our part two. So part one was based on my childhood upbringing, history, all that stuff and things and stuff and things. And then this week it's your turn. Oh yeah. So now I get to sit across the table and, Listen to your glorious upbringing. How you glorious were glorious upbringing. How you also skateboarded yeah. and bought it's, a bike, told cars. You were a poser living in the woods. Absolutely, it was a good time. No, I was a poser when I was in the suburbs of Lancaster, not living in the woods. There you go. But uh, so yeah, so basically, I realized last week how similar your and my ours. That is a better way to put it, not yours and mine. <laughs> our upbringings are the same. Yeah, getting brought up with. Both parents, obviously, but then having them separate at a very young age. We talked about it a little bit last episode where my parents got divorced when I was like around two. And then my dad moved out and he moved to Orchard Park. And then my mom stayed in Alma. So that's always fun. I mean, when we were kids growing up, it was, it sucked having two separate uh, like places to go. But Christmas was sick, man. Dude, you got like triple the gifts. Yeah, you get triple gifts, you get double (laughs) holiday meals. You get two different houses to play around in. It's pretty cool. But did you get... Um, and you get two separate groups of friends. Like, you had your friends in your mom's neighborhood, and then you had your friends in your dad's neighborhood. Yeah, that's true, It was, too. like, an like for as sucky of a situation as it was for living in a split household, they did have... There were some silver linings that it's fine to point out because it wasn't all bad. Yeah, I mean, there were you, definitely some positives. You just got to have the mindset to see them right. and look for the silver lining, which is tough, especially when at a young age, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, because it happened so young, that's all you know. Right. That's your life. Like, that's your normal. But what was your visitation like? Because my dad was every other weekend, and I had to live with my mom full time. Yeah, well, it was tough because he was in prison. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my yeah, God. That's, that's the first thing that I thought <laughs> when you said visitation. <laughs> like, uh, well, I had to go to Attica prison, and... Yeah. <laughs> It was only from 9 to 5. Yeah, visitation. Uh, no hugs. All right, no hugs. He's on the other side of the glass. Does your kid have a knife? Is he going to pass it through? <laughs> um, no. So my when my parents got first, when my parents first separated, it was weekly. So every, like, I would go to school. I went to Iroquois, so I lived in Alma when I went to school. So Monday through Friday, I was at my mom's house. And then Friday night... My grandfather used to pick me up from the bus stop when I would get dropped off on Friday. He would drive me to his house. And this is where my acid reflux come in. I know that I'm, I'm tethering you along with that little cliffhanger, but we'll get to it. Um, so my grandfather would pick me up after school on Friday. We would go to his house, which is my dad's dad. And then from there, we would have Italian family dinner on Friday night. Because my dad would come to my grandma's house. My grandma would make spaghetti, obviously. And then my dad would take me from my grandma's house to his house. And then I'd spend the weekend there. And then Sunday would be more spaghetti. So my dad would drive me back to my grandma's house. We would have spaghetti again. Acid reflux. You see what I'm doing there? And then after that, after dinner, I would go back home to my mom's house Sunday night to get ready for the school week. So every single weekend you you went to your dad's? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, dude. It was a lot. And, like, I... <laughs> I felt like I was running away from home because I had my bag all packed every single weekend because I had to. I mean, I didn't have anything at my dad's house, really. Cheers. Oh, my God. I love this beer so much. I haven't had solid beer in a very long time. 
Because you? you and I, yeah, I know, really. <laughs> but like coming from a huge beer fan, I haven't had beer in a very long time because all I've been doing is drinking whiskey. Uh huh. So to throw us back into the beer ring, dude, this is dangerous. I'm trying to lose weight here, and this is not helping. I know. What are we gonna do? <laughs> I have no idea. Goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so every weekend I would go, um, and like if my dad was to buy me some amazing clothes or something for school. I wouldn't want to leave them there, so I would bring them back to my mom's house. That way I could wear them for school. So every weekend it was, let me pack my bag and go to my dad's house. And obviously I had to bring that PlayStation with me. So the PlayStation followed me wherever I was. I had a PS PS1 and PS2 when I was younger, and that was always in my bag. Transporting from my mom's house to my grandma's house, playing at my grandma's house if I was there for a while, then at my dad's house and back to my mom's house. It was a lot of transport for a young kid. Damn. Yeah, dude. And now I wonder why I'm so good at moving. Yeah, seriously. When, when I bought this, I was like, I got this. You know how much I moved as a kid? <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah. And that was up until what age? Uh, <clears throat> probably when I started work. So when I started working at like 16 is when I, or 15 is when I stopped doing the weekend stuff. Because when I was working, obviously I was, everybody's working for the weekend, you know. So I was working on that weekend, too. Mm-hmm. And then that gets into a whole nother part, which I was working a ridiculous amount, which we can talk about. But, yeah, so that was quite a bit of my childhood. And on the weekend, Steve and I and our friend Jake, which actually super pumped, our friend Jake who lived... Okay, so let me take a step back. My dad's neighborhood was like a traditional... When he moved from the apartment to Sloan, that was cool. But then when he moved from Sloan to Lancaster, which was about 20 years ago at this point... We had a small group of friends that we were just, like, all in with. Like, Steve was one of them. That's how I met Steve, was in, through my dad's neighborhood. In Sloan? No, in, in Lancaster, Lancaster now, yeah. Okay. So we had the small group of kids, which is where I started skateboarding. So me, Steve, and then our friend Jake would skateboard all the time. Jake was at his dad's house because his parents were separated. So he was at his dad's house every other weekend. So we had, like, this weekend it was just me and Steve roaming the town of Lancaster. And then this weekend it was the three of us roaming the town of Lancaster or Easter or anything, just trying to skate. So fun growing up. But Jake then, since we grew up, he moved out to Rome outside of Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And he's actually coming back in at the end of the month. And we're all going to get together, which is sick. Because we haven't seen each other in like four years. That'll be epic. Yeah, we're going to the Sabres game. It's going to be so much fun. But, uh, yeah, so that's really kind of like part of of my childhood. My mom's house was awesome. I mean, it. my mom's was more, I don't want to say strict. Because it wasn't strict. But it was more... You have to do, like, clean up after yourself, like, do the dishes, do the lawn, mow the lawn when you're here. Uh, like, I had chores to do, whereas my dad's house, I didn't really have that. Like, I didn't have to mow the lawn because my dad probably did it throughout the week when I wasn't there. So, my mom's house kind of built some of the the work ethic, I guess you can say, whereas my dad's house built me, I don't, I don't know, it was kind of like... Work ethic versus being a man, you know? Like, I was building the work ethic at my mom's house because I had to do it because I was the man of the house. But then at my dad's house, it was like, okay, now I'd be a man because you're at your dad's house, you know? Like, that kind of di- dynamic. That, and then it was structure versus no structure. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. So not, not that your dad was unstructured. Right, But yeah. it was a different sense, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> any sports in high school or? Yeah, so I played hockey uh, for, it has to have been six years or something. And that was all on the weekend. So my dad was extremely involved with my hockey. Nice. Every weekend at sat- on Saturday at 6 a.m. I would play. And he was like, what the hell, man? I got to go up and drive you to the, to the, link, uh, the rink and sit in a freezing ice rink while watching you suck at hockey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one time. My, my stepmom, she was amazing. Like every single Saturday I would wake up, she would make me a hot cocoa because that was before my insane love for coffee. Even though I started drinking when I was like eight. Coffee when I was eight. Let me, let me clarify. And then started drinking hard alcohol at eight. I started drinking coffee at eight. But she would always make me hot cocoa. So as I was going to hockey, I fell asleep one morning with it in my travel mug. And I spilt it all down my leg. And I was sleeping. And then I woke up kind of like Michael Scott when he's sleeping driving Holly to um, Nashua or whatever. And I just woke up and I was screaming bloody murder. Because I thought someone was stabbing my leg. Because she used to make it extra hot. That way, when I was done with hockey, it would still be warm. Because I couldn't drink it before. Right. I'm just in shock that yeah, dude. that was an experience for you. Dude, it, that's what is ingrained in my brain right now. God. Yeah. Okay. So you played hockey. So I played hockey. I, I tried out for everything else. The only thing I didn't try out for, which is probably going to shock most people, is football. Mm-hmm. I never tried out for football, even though I'm, I'm built like a football player. 
Um, if I did, I would probably play tight end just because I'm not like that quick. But if I practice, I would be quick enough, but I'm a big dude. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably play tight end and linebacker or something. But I never played that. I tried out for the basketball team, didn't make that. Um, I didn't try out for golf either. I got into golf much later in life. Right. I'm 28 or 27. It's not later in life, but you know what I mean. After after uh, high school, I got into golf. And then I just never pursued it. And then now I just play golf. I don't even play hockey anymore. Do you miss it? Oh, yeah. What was your position in hockey? Uh, defense. I, I would switch quite a bit. So the one league that I was in at Saturday mornings when I was younger, they would, like, have you play all positions. So you'd be center one day, defense another, and then they, you'd strap on the pads and be goalie for a game or so just oh to, to get your skills up. But then when I started playing, uh, like, an actual league, I was defense, and then sometimes I would switch to right wing. Yeah. Those were the two positions that I would play, too. Yeah. It was so much fun. I, I miss hockey. And every single time I go see a hockey game, I always wish that I could strap on skates again, mm-hmm. which I could. But now I'm, I've am i grown so much since I was younger that none of my equipment fits. Right. So if I want to actually play hockey for a league, I have to go out and buy all the equipment. And it's it's an investment, dude. At Huge least with, investment. At least with golf, I have all the shit with me. Mm-hmm. So, No kidding. Yeah. I never played hockey growing up, like, organized. It was always street, yeah. pickup, and then roller, or just... Um, I played floor hockey also. That's that's what I played after. <clears throat> so in college, I played floor hockey. It was so weird. Running around. I was exhausted. Where we did you play? In fights. In West Seneca. So I... <laughs> back when I was in high school, I played this floor hockey for this, um, like, church in Marilla. It was a church-organized floor hockey. Really? And I thought it was going to be cool because, like, okay, I'll run around and play for a little bit. But if you took the stick up above your knees, it was a penalty. So, like, you can't do a slap shot or anything. It was just, like, a small snapshot. If you swore, you would get a penalty. Oh, I'm, which is totally. I, yeah, I would not last more than 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I would shoot a shot and miss it at, and I'd like, shit. And the, yeah. Derek, two-minute penalty. I'm like, son of a bitch, two-minute penalty. Ah, fuck, two-minute penalty. And it just kept going, man. Yeah, just was, take me out of the game. It was bad, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I used to play that, and that was just an experience, and I never went back just because of how ridiculous it was. Right. But, I mean, it was fun to do. And then I played roller hockey for a little bit. Do you remember playing roller hockey and you just eating it, falling on the on the street and just scuffing your knees to hell? Yeah. And Dude, then I would scuff the them again worst. skateboarding. Yeah. I had the speed while I was going downhill on Amsdell. Oh, really? Yeah. This is and the scariest thing in the world. Fell off the board, and I slid on my knees in cargo shorts Ouch. for feet into so the grass. Were you, so you were a short skateboarder? I was, you name it, but yeah. Like, you would wear shorts? I would cargo shorts, athletic shorts, jeans. It, it, I mean, it was all over the place. I would always wear pants. Really? Yeah. The only time I was, like, very strict on what I would wear and not wear was when we rode. On a motorcycle, it was always jeans. I didn't give a. I didn't. I didn't give a. Yeah, if it was ninety five out, like that's not a thing. You wear let jeans. me get a. Yeah, let me get a. Uh, Shout out, Briar Brothers. <laughs> yeah, but after that, so like that was my younger years, and then I started working a ton. So we were talking about this a little bit ago, episode last episode eight. too, and at the beginning where yep, we were talking about my crazy work schedule. So when I was working at Tops, I started off it. 14 or 15 being a cashier it was had to have been 15 and then i worked my way into the dairy department great promotion <laughs> dealing with milk and eggs screw that i my clothes smelled like eggs and milk because it would just leak all over you it Did was you, the worst do you have to check the eggs before you put them on the shelf yeah i right. mean <clears throat> and my boss would like grab the grab the eggs and like if it was cracked on the top he'd just flip it over and put it on the bottom <laughs> <laughs> any way to sell the eggs you do it <laughs> It was a mess, but uh, yeah. So we, I was there, and then I was doing well there. So they had me as soon as I was legally able to work at three in the morning all the time to do like the orders and stuff because I think they wanted to breed me to be a manager there. I'm like, listen, you guys can make good money eventually, but I'm not doing that. And at that time, we were like, I want to be police officer, so it was a good, good job for the meantime, but. And then after that, so while I was still working there, I got another job with an ice cream vendor. So I would work 3 in the morning till 12 in the morning, noon, and then go work with this ice cream vendor from like 12.30 to 9 on my days off of school. And then when I was in school, as you know, and we talked about, on Tuesdays I was there from 8 in the morning till 9 at night. So I was just working 
it had to have been close to eight hours a week with being a full-time student. So I was just never home, which drove my mom insane. Yeah, I'm sure she loved that. Yeah, because she never knew. She knew where I was, obviously. I was either working or school, but it still drove her insane because I was never home. So she was worried about me all the time. Like we said, when the sirens went on, she would be calling me like, Derek, where are you? Are you okay? I'm like, Mom, I'm in North Tonawanda. You're hearing sirens in Elma. I'm fine. Right. (laughs) But, I mean, you got to cherish those moments. But, uh, yeah, so after that, then I got the job that I have now, and we're just trucking. Trucking. Trucking, man. So now the only hobbies, because skateboarding fell to the wayside, because our knees gave up, because <laughs> we were absolutely ferocious. Yeah. Not sponsored. Ferocious. The, is golf. Yeah. One of our listeners uh, corrected me and said that they're called primos, those skateboarding tricks that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Primos. Yeah. I was sure. close. Renos. Yeah. I think primos might have been one way. Like, if you press down on your toes and then flip it up, and then Reno's or Remo's might have been the other way. I don't know. I didn't do research. I probably should have. But, but yeah, man. I vaguely remember all of that. <laughs> You'd just be you'd be grateful that I remembered front side and back side, lip slides, That's board true. slides, all the things. Yeah. But, but skateboarding was a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I skated for, it had to have been a good eight years. Really? And I was never good, but mm-hmm. it was just a huge, it was Huge to get a group of friends together and just literally go skate the town. Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds, that was what my life was when I was younger. Yeah. Same. You had five bucks and you'd go to McDonald's for lunch. Hell yeah, dude. We used to go all the time to the convenience store and get one of those big thing of jolts. Do you remember those energy drinks? Oh my goodness. Dude, you would twist open the pop and then the cap would just fly up in the air. Remember NOS bottles? NOS, yeah. Dude, those were so bad. I know. (laughs) I'm so surprised that like... With our generation of these random experimental drinks that we survived, Four like Loco. Jolt, Nas, Four Loco, yep. everything, our hearts have to be the strongest out of anyone that we know because of the shit that we drank. Yeah, it's got to be up there. It's, I don't know, man. Some of that stuff's so nasty. I, I, to this day, do not drink energy drinks. Really? Yeah, it's not my did, thing. Did you when you were younger? Not really. Oh, really? I didn't need them. You think Mike Kelly needed an energy drink? That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, not at all. So, you graduate college, you get your job at your current employer. Yes, sir. You're doing all your things. So, <clears throat> you mentioned last week that your your mom and dad still live in the same place? They my, haven't moved? My mom does, yeah. My mom lives in the same house that I grew up in. And she's remarried to my stepdad, obviously. And uh, my dad now lives in Lancaster, who he's been living there for. So, same house from... Yeah, it okay. has to be like 20 years now. Mm-hmm. My dad was always this, I'm going to go to this place, stay five years, pick up and leave. And at the time, I'm like, why would you do that? But be it, it's a it definitely a younger mindset that you don't want to stay stable for too long. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what his view was maybe 20 years ago when he bought the place. But now, especially with me going through three moves already, I don't want to leave this place. I don't want to pick up all this shit and move. Are you kidding? So is that your, are you going to stay here for a while? Yeah, we, we've been talking about it. So for for West Seneca and for this area that we're in right now, I have a pretty large lot. I have a double size yeah, lot. Yeah, you do. So even though it might be a small house now, there's definitely room to expand that way, like mm-hmm. that way. So I want to eventually, but there's some things that you just can't change, you know. So as soon as we get to that point to where we're running into the same issues that can't be changed then we'll think about leaving but for right now i mean it's fine like i would love to have a huge entertaining basement this is nice this is a nice basement but i hit my head on that beam every single time i'm down here because i'm so freaking tall Mm -hmm. and the ceilings are small like you can't change that really unless you have a shit ton of money you just want to lift the house up (laughs) which is not going to happen no and like if we expanded that way you probably wouldn't dig another basement because then you would knock down this concrete and it would just be like expansions don't get their own basement so that's something that wouldn't be that's one of the pain points in the house that i would love to fix but we can't fix so we would have to move in order to fix it you know uh-huh. and then like we want to expand the garage because i want to put a golf simulator in the back of the garage oh my god because that's my life um but yeah i mean th- that's the goal is to stay here as long as possible but ultimately want to move to hamburg yeah you're in the same boat right like you're we want to move comfortable where you are but you want to move yeah we're oh goodness cheers (laughs) oh goodness 
I'm afraid to drink this. Why? I'll be honest. Why? Because it's too freaking good. And I can't, I don't want to fall into that trap where I'm like, ah, it's one beer. And then before I know it, I'm at home just crushing six of them. <laughs> yeah. Colleen's and looking at me. your face gets like this big. You're yeah. like, let's go, baby. Yeah. Colleen's <laughs> looking at me like, the hell's the matter with you? And I was like, Briar Brothers released more Phantom <laughs> over here trying to watch the game getting hammered. Horrible. Oh, yeah. So anyways, <clears throat> yeah, we want to move. Um, we're trying to figure out the whole timing aspect. It's a real pain. But... We definitely want to have kids, but she's she's hellbent on being married for a year without kids, which I'm all about. I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still young enough that we don't have to rush kids. We don't have to worry about crazy pregnancies, scares, or numbers, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So all that we can bypass, which is sweet. But I wanted to move before we got pregnant. She doesn't want that. And I was like, well... The reason why is because I don't want to move all that extra shit. Right. I don't want to move the nursery and everything, but we're going back and forth. Ideally, I'd like to go back to the South Towns. Um, it's it's really comfortable for me. The issue is it's so expensive now. Yeah. Because um, I originally showed up to Hamburg allergic to dogs at two years old. And I walked into my eventual stepdad's house with a dog, swollen eyes, and really? a huge yard to play around in. And then, uh, yeah, I basically gave myself a fever every day because I love dogs. Like, I I was naturally obsessed with dogs when I was a kid. And I, I, I specifically remember walking into the house, and the dog walked up, licked my face, and my whole face swelled up. Really? Couldn't even see out of my left eye. I still remember that. The dog's name was Nike. Great dog. Um, passed away from cancerous tumors. But, yeah, dude, I was deathly... Deathly allergic to Are dogs. Are still cats, allergic to certain weed. dogs? No. Really? So what I did was I, I would play with the dog and then bury my face in his coat until I got over the allergy. And Jesus. there's dudes that do that with hay fever. They work in hay barns and they give themselves hay fever and then they're not, they don't have any reaction to hay See anymore. that kid, you don't need to be vaccinated. Just submit yeah. yourself to that. Yeah. I'm just it's, kidding. Well, Please no, vaccinate dude, that's, yourself. <laughs> that's the same thing with chicken pox. What happens, what happened when you were a kid when you had <clears> chicken pox? Yeah. You know, your parents brought you over and put you down and made you touch the kids. They're like, go ahead, get chicken pox. Because as soon as you got chicken pox, you were immune to it for life. That's what they did. That was normal. But that doesn't work with, like, more serious diseases. I don't know, man. The Adams family got over smallpox with it because of germ theory. They gave themselves smallpox and they beat it and they were fine. And that was 1700s. Were they fine, though? They were. How long do they live? All of them did. John Quincy Adams was the president. Well, I obviously yeah, know that, John but how Adams old was, was he when he passed? Like, 60? John Quincy? Yeah. Uh, 70-something, let me check. Oh. John Adams lived till 90. Really? Yeah. Um, but John Quincy, let me look up. Because he was his oldest son, and then he passed away. Let's see. While you keep talking, I'm going to make sure that I turned airplane mode on and that the phone's working, so hold on. Oh, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> We're still new at this, Mike. He was the sixth president. Oh, come on. That's that's just how long he was in office. Oh, man. Hold on. I got to be specific on this search. I'm sorry, all the viewers that are watching me fumble with my phone like a... You just don't know how degenerate. old he was? Huh? You no, can't I, find I don't... how old he was? <clears throat> When he died? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for specifically. It just keeps talking about how old he was when he was in office and then how long he served in office. Just Google him, dude. It'll that's, tell you his death. Sweetheart, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Sweetheart. John Quincy Adams was how old when he died. Dude, you can Google, like, anyone and it'll tell you how he old he was. He was 80, were. bro. Really? That's pretty shocking. I did not think that they lived that they long. They understood the basics of germ theory. So they gave themselves smallpox and they beat it. And they were fine. They were all sick because John Adams at the time was in Paris. So, not saying, just saying, man. So don't vaccinate. <laughs> Goodness, definitely vaccinate. But, you know. Don't they cause autism, though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything really causes autism. So, oh, so, what a mess. I know. We're starting to get off the rails. Where were we? Dude, I don't know. We were done with my history, really. Oh, I mean, that was being allergic to it. dogs and then... Um, and moving to Hamburg. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, Duh. there's a. So, Hamburg basically used to be farmland. It was great. And then now it's all developments. Where there used to be woods, I would plane them. Now there's like legitimate developments. It's depressing. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I talk about it a lot. There was a, there was a friend of mine from high school that moved into one of the neighbors neighborhoods that was recently developed. 
and I kind of yelled at her because I was like, you know, where you live now used to be my woods that I play in. But You're actually taking away my freedom as a child. Yeah, seriously. Burning down my childhood, (laughs) making the squirrels move. But yeah, so the uh, so we we want to go to the South Towns, but do, based on price, I mean, it's really to get what we want. It's just not yeah. even realistic. So an- another wake up call, kids. You know, you can't have what you want. Yeah. That's, that's why we're starting this pod, bro. We'll be able to afford that house next year. Yeah, good joke. <laughs> good joke. Seventy five <laughs> subscribers and three consistent <laughs> listeners, but it's fine. We're just out here pushing yeah. content. Yeah. So so you're not allergic to any animals right now? No. So I used to be allergic to cats, dogs. And surprisingly, termites. But I never had allergic from termites. But cats and dogs, I always did. And then uh, the, the thing that still makes me itch is grass and grass weed. Oh, okay. So, like, fresh-cut grass, when I lay in the clippings, that causes me to Do itch like all hell. Do you lay in like the often? No. But, dude, there were multiple years that I couldn't <laughs> cut the grass. Just mowing the lawn. Just making snow angels out of the grass clippings. Yeah. Like, Mike, come inside. Dinner's ready. Yeah, no, I gotta Hold on, Colleen. I'll be right in. Yeah, I gotta beat this. <laughs> No, I, I couldn't cut the grass for years because I would literally, could, I couldn't breathe. Really? I couldn't see out of my eyes. Like, I would just fog up and then sneeze uncontrollably. I have to blow my nose. It was, Dude, it was a disaster. And then my dad's looking at me, be an athlete, get over it. And I was like, <laughs> oh Dad, I, you got to finish. I can't even breathe. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was never allergic to grass. The When I was younger, I used to be allergic to cats, like crazy allergic to cats. Right. To where we would go over and my sister and I would go babysit my... Uh, cousin on my mom's side mm-hmm. and we would they had like four cats I think and every single time I would go over there yeah I know uh, <laughs> every time I would go over there for some reason I would touch my eye and then that was it bro I was done for the rest of the night because I couldn't see I started sneezing I like couldn't do anything and then one time I, before uh, it had to have been four years ago I was over at my, my buddy Misha's house and we this was back in like my party phase where I was going to JP Fitzgerald all the time, drinking it up every night in Hamburg. Yeah, dude, oh we, we had God. like we had like manic Mondays, trash Tuesdays, wasted Wednesdays, tanked Thursdays, forget Fridays, or something like that. Like, we got hammered like every night. It was not good for me at all. It was after school, and that was when I was working, but it was bad. It was like seriously for two months. That was it. I don't go to that bar. I can't. <clears throat> it's it's nothing but cops in my yeah. high school. Yeah. So like, we used to go there all the time, and then we went back to his house. And the only reason why I remember this is because I slept on his couch, and he gave me a pillow that the cat used to sleep on. Not thinking of it, and I'm allergic to cats, so I woke up not be able to breathe. And I'm like, dude, did you really give me a pillow with the cat hair on it? Oh, bro, I forgot about it. I'm like, you could have killed me. But when I was younger, when I was probably. I had to have been like eight or nine. I developed this crazy, crazy rash. Like, I don't even know what it was. And from all the tests that I had, I still don't know what it was. I was bit by a bat and then I got fanged. No, I'm just kidding. But there, <laughs> part of my body got super red and I had like these red dots all over my body. They weren't dots. They were like like this big, like two inch circles all over my body. You had pepperonis, bro. Seriously, that's what it looked like. I had sausage feet. And... They had no idea what it was. Like, there was a hypothetical that I was allergic to Advil, but I just blew up like crazy. Like, I had all these dots from head to toe, and no one could tell me what it was. It never happened since, but that was just crazy. I have no idea what it was. No kidding. Yeah. And But now I'm not really allergic to cats. I go over to Tom's house all the time, and they have cats, and I don't, I'm not allergic to them at all. Huh. It's crazy how you adapt. It's like we're humans and we met, we're meant to evolve. It's crazy. Of course we are. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the theory of evolution, man, it's true. That's right. It's not made up. No, definitely not. Oh, also, speaking of uh, theories that are just out of this world, I'm glad that Green Bay lost because right? I was so sick of hearing the 200 years repeated for a Super Bowl. <laughs> Shut up, idiots. I said that last episode. Yeah, I know. I'm just making sure we yeah. go full circle for part two. It was a crazy, two. crazy game, though. Yeah. So for with dogs, how's Sam doing? Because you said that Sam was throwing up the other night, right? Yeah, dude. Here you go, Mike. Let's try to speak. Yeah. You're a co-host of a podcast. Yeah, Good Lord. You're breaking down the cocktail section too early. I know. He's scatting over here. I <laughs> like have... freaking Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rip. 
Bill Cosby just R.I.P. Oh, the pudding. Dude, literally, Rudy. he has no remorse Get for anything he's done. Oh, no. So, <clears throat> he got sick uh, whatever night it was. It was last Talking night. about Sam, not Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bill Cosby's been sick for a long time. <laughs> well, anyways, Sam got an upset stomach again. No idea what it's from. Probably some wood that he's been chomping on in the backyard because he finds wood and eats it. He's Did a disaster. you get super nervous when that happens, or are you just no. like... No. Man up, Sam. No, he's. F- I know he's fine, but I've also been around lives my entire life, and they literally just eat everything, and they're always fine. They just look at you and smile. Like, hey, Dad, sorry for eating that stick. <laughs> then they just keep doing it. Like, does he get, like, super sad when he throws up, or is he just like, yeah, bro, it happened, let's play? No, he's kind of adorable after he throws up because he knows he shouldn't do it on the bed. And we're always yelling at him because – he wakes you up with this like heave thing, right? And I'm like, dude, that'll get you up the quickest in the entire world. So I wake so you up, start hearing the dog do that. Yeah. So then I look at Colleen, and then she's like already out of bed. She's in mom mode, and she's grabbing his hips, and then he just buries his head into the blanket and just throws up. And I'm like, dude, like, why'd you go camp with your nose, man? Like, what is that all about? <laughs> so then she pulls him out, and then he just like sat there, and then. I could tell that something was off, and I was like, that's definitely not it. So we're like, all right, bud, let's go outside. And then he just, like, looks at me and tilts his head and then just does it again and throws up again. I was like, God. But it wasn't a lot. It was, you know, it really wasn't a lot of throw up. He was just not feeling good, and then there was a little bit of wood. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. But Do you let him outside? Your, your backyard's fenced, right? Yeah. So you let him out, and do you watch him at all or no? We used to, but not now. 15 freaking degrees outside right. you know he's, he's out there sniffing just having yeah. a good time I mean, it's not you know but anyways so we clean it up and then we throw everything downstairs and it was still like whatever time it was in the morning we still had time to sleep that's the point mm-hmm. so we grabbed some blankets and then went back to sleep and then i look at him and he's sitting on the floor and his ears are back and i'm like it's okay bud you're okay I was like, I hope I hope you're feeling better. And then he just like slowly started wagging his tail, and he knows he screwed up. Aren't dogs so cute when they do that? Yeah, they're, I just Cleo did I that today. Him. She threw up, and <clears throat> Gina called me because I was at my mom's house, and I come home and Cleo's tail's between her legs and her ears are back, and she's doing like the little hip hip scoot. Um, and then right now I just go to feed her and she won't eat. So she's just like so temperamental and she feels so bad and she doesn't want to throw up again. But she goes outside and will like I do the same thing. I'll let her out and I'll watch her from the window, but I'll run back inside. It's seven degrees outside. I'm not standing out there. Yeah, no way. And she'll go there and like she does this thing where she'll like dive into the snow, pick something up with her mouth, swallow it, and then just like start booking around the backyard because she knows that she's not supposed to, but she loves deer poop that much. <laughs> so she just gets sick because of that. But it's like, dude, what are you doing? You know, every single time you do this, you throw up. Why do you keep doing it? And I look at her today, and I'm like, I wish you could understand me, because you have no idea what I'm saying right now. I know. I know. They're just cute little creatures. Yeah. They, they always want to do you good. Yeah. Kind of, so we went to Hartman's the other night, mm-hmm. and Black Button. So much fun. Said goodbye to Black Button and Buffalo. Poor guys. That's That sucks. I yeah, still sucks. don't know what's going on. I don't either. We'll I, find I think, out. So like, this is speculation on my end, but I think that what happened was they opened up a small tasting room, and that was it. Like, they didn't have any other amenities there. I don't think that they had a kitchen there. They didn't have really anything there, so it wasn't driving a ton of traffic. So I'm hypothesizing what they're going to do is go back to Rochester for a couple years and then make something big here, like a secondary distilling location or a secondary venue where they're actually... It's more of a restaurant that serves Black Button as opposed to just a distillery with a tasting room. Yeah, Because you're not going to get a ton of traffic with just a tasting room. They advertise it as being a tasting room. Think of another distillery that has two locations. Right. They don't have just a secondary tasting room off in a different city. That, mm-hmm. It's tough, dude. Yeah. So I think that they they had a lot of success. And they're like, let's expand into Buffalo because we're selling quite a bit there. They come here and then just people just don't understand that they think it's a tasting room. when you go in for a taste and then leave. But it's actually like a bar that they should have marketed it as the bar. Mm-hmm. So they'll be back in a couple years. I hope. That's my thought. Because they have some good products. They have a lot of good products. Gina picked up an apple pie moonshine in their barrel-aged gin. Yeah. They got some sweet products. and They just they need to come back differently, and they'll succeed. But right now, it's just um, maybe they just bit off more than they can chew it. it uh, more than they can chew it first. How about I enunciate better? There you go. Better than I can first. Cheers.
I love that initial carbonation kick, and then it just goes away. Dude, it's so good, man. This is... Oh my God. But yeah, that's a good theory, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, so we went to Hartman's, hung out with Justin, uh, caught up with him. We got a bunch of fun stuff. Such a cool dude. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up with them, so I'm excited to maintain a collaboration relationship. Collaboration whiskey. That's right. button. Oh, yeah. A little Full shout out. Again. Yeah. But yeah, so the... Uh, the products are growing on the shelves. Yeah, they are. We just added another one to bourbon cream. There Mike's it is. just down in it. I can't stop oh. drinking. <laughs> can't stop drinking. Everything is fine in my relationship, I promise. 95% uh, of this is because of me. Yeah, and then we got the two times hopped up there. Um, and we're just we're just rolling along, bro. Dude, the straight bourbon from Hartman's was sensational. Insensational? No, it was sensational. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was very good. We're going to do rye coming up next. Hell yeah. Them. Not next episode. Right, right. Next episode, we're doing a different rye. Mike, you want to drop it? We're doing Cask and Crew Rye Whiskey whoop, whoop. with Chris from Western New York Heroes. He doesn't know that yet, but... Uh, He'll know when he listens to this. No, I'm just kidding. We'll already interview him by then. Because yeah. we're doing it tomorrow. Yes. A lot of fun stuff coming up. We're busy this week. We're recording three times this week? No. Four. Three. No, no three, three, three this week, but in yeah. the middle of February, we're recording like five times in seven days or something like that. Yeah, thank God they're all like beyond 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, there's a lot of happening. We got a lot of content coming up. I mean, we are not, uh, We are, I don't feel like we are appreciated at, this, at the level that we should be. No. Like I, Trey White. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that pissed me off when everybody's like, you know, we could have had Mahomes, right? I'm like, yeah, you know how many other teams could have had Mahomes too? And at the same time, I would much rather have... Trey White, then Pat Mahomes. Right? Trey Wright and Tremaine Edmonds. We got that pick for Tremaine Edmonds because yep. we traded the pick away for them to get Mahomes. Yep. People don't understand that. No, they're idiots. They just see where the Bills were supposed to draft. Whatever. Who cares? Either way, the Senior Bowl's coming up. What's up? Representing for that. I'm All right, excited. bro. Dude, there's so many Tigers that are in the Senior Bowl. I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> and then there's a lot of guys... Declaring for the draft, so I'm excited to watch the combine again. Are you nervous about Clemson next year, though? No, 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 no. Because when I told you Isaiah Simmons declared for the draft, you freaked out a little bit. Because I love watching him play in college. He won the Dick Buckus Award, man. He's the best linebacker in the nation. But yeah, no, the recruiting in Clemson is incredible, and the guys that they have coming up are also great players and athletes. I'm not, I'm not concerned. Plus, the program that they're walking into is, come Good. on. Yeah, it's built. The railroad tracks are already in place. Just ride the wave, you know? The so, quarterback isn't going to the draft, right? Correct. He's playing another year? Correct. He has to. The woman or whatever? Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> I love how he everyone thinks... He needs to cut his hair. No, he doesn't. Yes, he everyone does. thinks that he's from California. He's not. He's from Georgia. He um, needs to cut his hair. No. T-Law can do whatever he wants. Also, oh dude, God. we have to discuss how a random ex-UB player walked up to me at Hartman's and oh, said, yeah. go Tigers, because I was wearing this hat. And I just look up at him, and I'm like, God, you are just huge. But you didn't give him a card, dude. You should have given him a card. You think that was running through my head when I'm talking to him? <laughs> that guy was literally seven of me, and he's looking at me like, go Tigers. And I was like, all in. And somehow I kept a straight <laughs> yeah. face. Like, I can keep up with this man, even though he literally throw me through all seven <laughs> walls that make apartments. So then he, then he uh, shows me a... A picture of him in a Clemson hoodie at a home game back in the day. It was 2014 when Sammy Watkins was a Tiger. And so people can reference what year I'm talking about. And he uh, then tells me that he played at UB and became a Tiger fan after graduation when he went to his first home game, and that was it. He just fell in yeah, love with the entire program. And he was built like an absolute brick shit house. Yeah, so if you're listening, bro. Yeah, appreciate share you. Share it, yeah. And thank you. And, yeah, share us. Give us some love. Yeah. Goodness. We need to we need people to share this. If you're listening to this, just share the video. Just let people know what we're doing. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff, you know? A lot of good stuff. So we got twenty minutes left in the episode. What do we want to do with those twenty minutes? Because what's a cocktail that you can make for we're, beer? We're not gonna do a cocktail with this. All right. I know everybody's sitting there and like, oh man, Derek's not gonna beatbox. I know we'll be back next week, but we're not going to do it here. No. Because you can't make a cocktail with the beer. The beer is too good anyways. Which one was your favorite beer that we had from them on the other day? Um, I would say the, the milkshake stout and then the IPA, um, the other stout, and then the sour. Okay. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I agree with that. I think that milkshake sour was number one. Mm-hmm. Then I actually really, really enjoyed that sour. Did you? So, yeah. It was milkshake, then sour, then the other stout and the IPA were tied with third. This IPA, though, is completely different, and it's fantastic. And when I was there picking up something, or picking up these two, I tried their um, Farmhouse IPA, mm-hmm. which is, like, kind of a sour and, but not really, and it was so delicious. Yeah. They really know what, what they're doing there. They're smart. They're really smart. They're both an in insurance, and they do this on the side. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so if you did not listen to that interview, go back and listen to it, because... There's a lot of funny moments, too. Yeah, and it was an hour long, bro. It We're was. getting good at these interviews. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they had a lot to talk about. Yeah. We just let them ride. Yeah. We can talk about how I was a man today and fixed my the piping on my furnace. Yeah, discuss Dude, that because so, I'm literally 14 degrees right now and I'm freezing. Well, because we have to turn the furnace off. Are you really that cold? I'm freezing. I'm just so used to it because I keep this house freezing <laughs> because I keep like you would. I have to save energy costs for heating my house because I need my fridge to be as cold as possible. And in order for my fridge to get as cold as possible, it takes a lot of electricity. So I like to have my fridge at 32.01 degrees for all of you that listen that know me. That's right before the freezing temperature. So my water is literally has ice cubes in it and I'm just down in it because I love brain freeze when I'm drinking water. So we, I, my furnace has been acting up recently. It will, when I was back at Kennedy, I had a stove like my other house. That's what I call it. Um, Named after John F. Kennedy. That's just a, a cute name that I have for the house. Uh, just kidding. But that was a weird flex too. You're like my other house. Yeah, my other house. Because Mike has seven cars. I have 14 houses. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> I own a duplex. But anyway, so I invented Facebook. But uh, so we. <laughs> uh, at, my, at my last place, my stove had issues to where when I would turn it on, you would hear the. And then it would never ignite. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that's what was going on with my furnace because the furnace would sound like it's turning on, but it would never actually turn on, like the burner would never go off. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I would turn the furnace off, turn it back on, wouldn't work. Turn it off, turn it back on, it wouldn't work. Turn it off, turn it back on, it would work, which is the same thing that I used to do to my stove. So I'm like, I'm a pretty smart guy, pretty sure it's the igniter. Definitely was not the igniter. The whole furnace was shot. So I call I call a friend. I'm like, hey, can you come over here and check this furnace? Because not working, bro. And right now it's 75 degrees because it's in the middle of winter in Buffalo and we don't know what we're doing here anymore. But tomorrow it's going to be negative 15 and I need my furnace working. So he came over and he checked it out. Furnace is shot, man. I need a new furnace by the time next year comes. Because the secondary heat exchanger, which is what's used to heat, like the, the heat exchanger, you know, the, the exchange is heat, you know exchanger the secondary heat exchanger was all rotted out because the water was just pooling there because the person before me that owned the house before me decided that he wanted to pitch it the wrong way so it was pitched backwards instead of pitched forwards so all of you public service announcement at home go check your furnaces make sure they're pitched the right way because you're going to be sorry if it's not i was pissed so my buddy mark comes over you know mark good guy great dude he comes over and he was able to like clean the whole furnace, took out the um, flame detector. I think that's a phrase. I don't know what it was. Flame, yeah, flame detector. Something that detects the flames. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he cleaned it, and it's been worked in ever since. So it could have been my initial theory of it's just not sensing that there's a flame, so it's just running with it. Or my furnace needs to be replaced tomorrow. So anyway. Long story short, when we were playing around with the furnace, we just found out that the guy who lived here before me did everything half-ass. So the pipes that lead from the furnace to the outside were falling apart. Like, they weren't even glued in. They were just like, if you touch it, like, everything would just, like, domino off. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And there were leaks everywhere, so I went out today and basically just redid my whole furnace. It's fine. I work at a bank, but I also do HVAC on the side. So if you need anything, let me know. I'll come out. Solid. I feel like I can build the whole house now. That's one Don't of the greatest you, feelings in the world. Right? Don't you get that feeling where you're like, I'm a man today. Yeah. Gina's I, like, I f- am so happy that you can just fix anything. I'm like, babe, just put a coupling on. Not that big of a deal. Well, thank you. <laughs> I feel that way when I hang a picture on the wall. Right? So You just feel accomplished. Especially if it's level the first try. Bro, don't even get me started if it's level the first try. 
I get pretty juiced up when, when I hung these level. up and I did all this. I'm like, bro, I'm basically a carpenter now. Like, watch me build this wall from scratch. Yeah, I got I so always, hyped. When I use a tape measure, I announce what the measurement is so everyone knows that I know how to use a tape measure. Thirty-four inches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to ensure my alpha status. But yeah, it's it's a good time being a man. Um, I also love winter oh because my, my OCD kicks in for the driveway. So I oh, love yeah. using my snowblower. It's not, it's not jamming anymore. I'll tell you what I did. I took vehicle wax and waxed the inside of my snowblower. Oh, really? Dude, it throws snow. Like, oh, aggressively heaves it now. It's incredible. So, yeah, it's a good time. So I've been You're getting some pro tips today, everybody. Yeah. Give just, us a share for these pro tips. Just wax your snowblower. I think we need a drop for the pro tips. <laughs> pro tip number one. Use all available lanes in Delta Sonic, <laughs> even if you're a member. We're of actually running with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know. Same thing with Easy Pass. Pro tip number two. Use all available Easy Pass lanes, even if you have an Easy Pass. Pro tip number three. Google simple tasks. You'd be surprised what you can do by yourself. Love it. We nice are a job. hot mess. Dude. Yeah. I love it. So let's rate this beer. So before we rate it, though, I just want to give yeah, a shout so, out to these guys. Yeah, because, let's talk about them. <clears throat> so listen to the interview. I can't stress that enough. Listen to the interview. They're going right. to be sharing it. We're going to be sharing it. These guys need, use guys, use guys needs, uh, these guys need to be known. Right. They have incredible product and they're an up and coming brewery. Always support local. Like we're always recommending to support local. Go to Resurgence. Go to Big Ditch. Go to any of the local breweries over like the big name breweries just to support the local business. But this is a true local startup business that is brewing incredible products, and they're very very unique. Like you can go to Resurgence or Big Ditch or Thin Man and get Thin Man has quite a selection, but. Big Ditch and Resurgence, you'll find your typical lagers, your ales, your IPAs, but these guys are making experimental New England IPAs. They're making farmhouse ales. They're making these delicious milkshake stouts. They're changing the game when it comes to local beers, and we're really trying to help them out so they can finally build a place of their own so they can start selling it because this needs to be on the shelf sometime soon. And they're only on Instagram. Yes. So that's something to be aware of as well uh if you want to reach out to them ask questions they'll definitely respond but their handles briar brothers brewing on instagram yeah all one word right yeah all one word all lowercase yeah so dm them they they respond within minutes and they'll tell you what they're doing mm-hmm. like what's coming out now pretty quick and what to look forward to in the future and you can also get a process or uh an estimate on when they're planning on building their own place or getting their own place yeah so definitely dm them because they'll they'll let you know anything you need to know about the brewery industry even if you wanted to start your own like they were talking in the interview how tightly knit the brewing community is and how if you need ingredients on something that you can just reach out to any brewery and they'll tell you like the community is tightly knit yeah so they're saying that uh just shoot them an email and you'll get to know whatever you want to know um also they there's this app out there we talked about starting our own app the buffalo happy hour whiskey app where you just rate different whiskeys but there's a untapped app for you beer fans where you can try whiskey or whiskey try beer and rate it yourself and they have a 4.2 out of 5 on their beers and that's a high score for a very 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 small brewery Mm -hmm. that isn't even able to sell yet that's just all friends and family trying it it's so good and they have 255 ratings and 35 beers total that they've made so they don't have stuff in stock they brew a batch like they try a different batch like this experimental ipa they'll brew a batch give out whatever they can like whatever they have to friends and family and everything and then that's it for that then they'll do something else yep they'll bring back some of their like well-known and their Heavy hitters yeah, during like, like special occasions, yeah. yeah. But mostly they just brew something, let it sell out, and then start something new. But yeah, so we got a four point two out of five. I hope Cleo's okay. She hasn't barked yet this episode. I know. She's just up the stairs, like just laying down, probably sleeping, snoozing, not body slamming something, which is shocking. And she I didn't know. eat dinner yet, so I'm, I'm kind of shocked that she hasn't been bothering us. 
It's not a bad thing, though. It's not a bad thing. All right, you want to get to rating this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, oh man. Good timing. All right, label and branding, man. What you got? A plus. A plus. I like it. Very simple logo. Yeah, it's a hop. Their name. Yep. It's a circle. BBB. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh Design, who designed our logo, also designed the logo for this company. Shout out. So go follow him. Give him some love. And let him know if you have some stuff that you want to get done. Because oh, yeah. he does he does great work. Sure does. All right. Nose. Mm. Smells like a damn good beer. Tell you what. I'm getting some, like, tropical fruit on the noses. I'm getting hops. Nailed it. No, I mean, that's true. It is a hoppy beer. There's sure three different hops in there. Sure is. But I'm getting, like, a pineapple slash, like, a mango. I think my glass is too tall to get the full aroma effect. <laughs> Dude, this thing is absolutely obnoxious. This German glass. Yeah, that, that'd be very good for a Hefeweizen. A German weeded beer, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hyphavison's good. Hyphavison's, yeah. Okay. Uh, nose. I'd give it an A++. Yeah. Love a- it. A+, A++. Yep. Initial taste. Let's do it. Getting a lot of that sweet tropical fruit on the, on the palate. I hear that. And then it's ending with a... What is it ending with? Okay, so initial t- initial taste rating. I would go A++ with this one, too. I concur with Thy's previous statement. Are you turning German now? I concur with Thy's no, previous statement. It's proper English. Okay. Uncultured swine. Oh, yep. That's me. Swine flu, man. All right. Ending notes. Goodness. How is it sitting with you? Exceptionally light. It's very light for an IPA. I'm getting some of those like herbal, herbal, earthy notes at the end of it. There's something sitting. I just can't figure out what it is. Because the but yeah, that's a way to the fresh tropical fruit is what you taste up front, and then you're getting everything settling down and getting more. Not aggressive, but it's a well-rounded drink because you're getting the fresh, like, sweet notes from the fruit, and then it's just sitting down with this earthy, hoppy goodness. Yeah. Earthy greens. <clears throat> All right, I lied. I'm going to change the initial taste to A++++, three pluses, because I think the ending note warrants an A++. What are your thoughts, good sir? Yeah, I I think we should give it an A++ check mark because I'm at an A+. Um, I'm at an A plus for the ending notes, and you're at an A plus plus, so we'll do A plus check mark. Okay. I like it. Are you writing this stuff down? Yeah. Okay. Final rating. That's why I'm on my phone. This is going to be for beers, though. Again, we can't really compare it to the other whiskeys. So, what are you getting for a final rating for the for the beer? Ready? You ready for this? Yeah, I just wanted a fresh taste before I, I got you. too excited. Okay, give me a countdown. Three, two, one. 91. 95. Okay. 91 and 95. What do we got, Mike? 93. That's the rating. 93. 93 is a rating. Nice job, boys. Let's do it. This was beautiful. That's really good. I love this beer. Yeah. You could tell that I loved it during that interview. All their beers I just love. I was just on point that day because I really, really love beer. You do love your beer. And you went off on your full tasting review Mm. my beautiful peroni glass it's good man Mm. hell yeah dude all right well nice job so that's the episode man episode 17 episode 17 make sure you go follow us on all of our social media platforms instagram facebook and twitter at the buffalo happy hour make sure you go follow us on youtube at the buffalo happy hour podcast go give us a subscribe so you're always in the know of whatever we post Episodes are coming out like crazy, and we got a ton of interviews. So it's not just going to be you and I babbling. Well, it's going to be other people babbling, too. All the peoples. All the peoples. And make sure you share this. I, I know that we joke around about it in the beginning of the episode, but that's how we're going to grow this podcast is for people to start sharing our content. So 
other people can start seeing it because you want to highlight these local businesses and you'd be doing us a service by sharing, but also the company that we're interviewing a service to. So make sure you share the post with some of your friends, invite people to like our Facebook page, uh, tag them in one of our Instagram posts. If you like what we post mm-hmm. with our cocktail Tuesdays or cocktail Thursdays or any of our other posts that we're doing, we're starting to do Instagram TV now. Yeah. Instagram TV. Don't know how that happened, but we're doing it. That's it. We got uh, we got fresh photos coming out that involve freaky fresh <clears throat> that involve a third party doing work. Oh yeah, so I'm excited for that. We got things outside of alcohol coming up on the pod mm-hmm. for different interviews. So all different kinds of industries. Yeah. So definitely follow. Absolutely. A lot of good stuff coming out. And let us know if you have any other recommendations of other places that you want us to interview. We're down to do whatever. Literally. We're the Buffalo Happy Hour. And you know what that means? We're located in Buffalo, and it's just an hour-long conversation, man. That's all it is. has nothing to do with whiskey. has nothing to do with beers. has nothing to do with food. We're just here to interview everybody for an hour. Love it. In Buffalo. All right, boys. Give us a follow. Absolutely. And remember, drink responsibly. We're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.